Hey everyone, I'm Aisha. And I'm Aria. And we're your hosts for today's episode of the Mentorship Spotlight, where we usually help you get in the know about potential options and opportunities after undergrad. But today, we're going to be talking about something different and highly important, something that affects an estimated 1.2 million children and youth in Canada. We're talking about mental illness and how it affects students. Today, we have with us Ishan, Cherian, and Amini Patel, who are going to be sharing their experiences and tips for when things get stressful in university. Before we start, um, the Mentorship Spot acknowledges that we are on the traditional territories of the Anishinaabe, Mississaugas of the Credit First Nations, Iroquois, and the Huron-Wendat peoples. All right, so let's just have you guys introduce yourselves, tell us your name, university, and year, and then maybe a fun fact about you. Maybe we can start with Nandini. Hi, everyone. My name's Nandini. I just finished my second year. I go to University of Waterloo, and I'm in a biomedical science program. And a fun fact about me is that I believe in retail therapy, so I do a lot of online shopping on a regular basis. Me too. (laughs) Definitely me too. And I am Ishan. I, I go to York University. I've just completed my second year too, and I'm going into my third year. A fun fact about me is I got a dog during the pandemic. Oh, nice. What's her name? Thank you. It's, her name's Roxy. Oh, that's The so golden cute. lab, yeah. There's a lot of pandemic pets. Everyone's been getting pets during the pandemic. It's kind of like a thing now. <laughs> okay, so now that we've gotten the introductions out of the way, let's just get right into it. So when did you guys get diagnosed or when did you guys first start noticing signs that your mental health was not doing so well? Be Namini, if you want to start? Yeah, sure. So, well, I actually didn't get diagnosed until I was in grade 12, but I did start noticing signs signs that my mental health wasn't doing so well probably pretty early on in high school maybe like grade 9 or 10. I feel like it was there were just like times where I just knew that like there's like something wrong you know like it just wasn't like I wasn't feeling up to things at times for absolutely no reason and things and I actually ended up getting diagnosed in grade 12 because one of my teachers called my mom and told her that like I think she needs help because clearly something's not you know I wasn't doing too well in school. I would have like panic attacks and I would just start crying out of nowhere. And that's when my mom finally took me to a psychiatrist and she diagnosed me with anxiety and depression, if you're concerned. And as someone who grew up in a brown household, you know, with Indian values, my mom, of course, didn't really believe in that. So even with a diagnosis, there was very little help that I got from the outside. And Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay, so for uh, me, I got diagnosed with both ADHD and depression in second half of grade 12. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty late diagnosis for ADHD. And uh, the reason for that is because I have uh, the inattentive type of ADHD. So I was never really like hyperactive. And it's with that type of ADHD, it's a lot harder to notice. With depression, I noticed that my mental health was deteriorating during it was a summer of grade eight to nine. And I remember I just wasn't feeling as happy as I did before. And I, I, I was feeling a bit suicidal too. And that's something that lasted for most of high school, basically. And with ADHD, I started noticing signs like around middle school, I guess, because like the workload, it started to increase and the tasks required a lot more executive functioning skills. 
whereas before I didn't really need that as much. Um, so yeah, that's that's when I started noticing those things. Wow. Thank you guys so much for sharing that. That's definitely something that's really difficult to deal with, along with all the other things that we struggle with as you know, teenagers, you know, growing up and going from middle school to high school and dealing with so much on top of like mental health struggles is a lot. So just as a follow up, how do you think your mental illness affects your education? So like maybe you can give some examples of how you feel when you're trying to learn or focus just for people who are listening who've never experienced something like that before? I can start for this. Well, for me, I feel like it just creates a very unhealthy and toxic cycle for me, like between anxiety and depression. I'm like constantly stressed about like learning new things and getting things done. But like when the depressive episodes hit in, like I literally can't get myself to do anything. It's like me just fighting myself on not doing things while wanting to get everything done. And sometimes it's, it, it is unbreakable. And it's, it's honestly really sad because I, even like right now, like there's times where I don't know how to help myself. And it's just me like by myself, not knowing what to do, not knowing how to help myself. I'm like, I'll spend like maybe like a week in bed, not getting anything done. And eventually, you know, when the depressive episode ends, there's like a light, you know, at the end of the tunnel, as dramatic as that sounds. Yeah, for sure. It's tough. For me, it makes it really hard for me to choose what I want to focus on. So there's like this misconception about ADHD where it's like, oh, you can't focus on anything. But that's not really true. It's more like it's it's just hard to control what I can focus on. So if I'm like studying or I'm or I'm trying to study, my my mind might wander to something else like uh, video games, for example. But then if I play video games, I'll be able to focus on that thing really good. So it's it's just like I have trouble prioritizing what I need to focus on. And also it makes it hard for me to be motivated by long-term goals just because it seems like such an abstract concept to me. And like if I have to choose between like studying or doing something fun, uh, my mind kind of goes to like whatever is the most fun in the moment. And it's really hard for me to prioritize something that gives reward down the line. Yeah, it sounds like motivation is kind of like at the center of a lot of mental illness issues or yeah. mental health issues. Yeah, and it definitely makes it harder. When I was dealing with depression, uh, that also affects your motivation. So it made it having that comorbidity made it really hard to deal with. Yeah, and I feel like you, both of you mentioned about depression, like you guys don't really feel like doing anything and you're not motivated at all. But then the other two, the ADHD and anxiety, it's like always stressing, well, for Nandini, always stressing about getting work done. But, you know, with depression, you, you can't motivate yourself to. And then for Sean, I mean, just like not being able to concentrate. So it just seems like it's pretty hard to deal with, especially during school time. So that leads me to my next question. Um Obviously, you guys have made it through university and high school. So how did you deal with it? Like, how did you get through it? What coping mechanisms do you guys have in place? And are there triggers? And if there are, then how do you guys avoid it? Um, Namini, if you want to start? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm still working on a lot of coping mechanisms. But so far, one that I found that works for me is like time management. I like to schedule like all of my days and everything out to like the very last second so that I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like this is effective at times. But then again, this is probably not the best coping mechanism because when I'm not following this exact schedule, the anxiety kicks in and then I'm stressed all over again. So obviously, I think there's like a learning 
curve to it like I try to like listen to like a lot of like opinions on other people who are like going through the same thing but I find that what works for them doesn't always work for me but like honestly time management has probably gotten me like through like high school and like at least the first two years of university so far so I basically have an agenda I like color code everything so everything's like you know like its own separate thing and then I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing it helps me prioritize a lot of things and spacing it out, I would say, would be the other thing, especially in school. I find that when I have too many things to do back to back, that's when like I'm kind of like I find myself in this cycle where I'm just not motivated and I don't want to do any work because it's just like too much stress to take in at once. So spacing it out is obviously like definitely another thing that I try to do. Yeah, I think those are really good strategies, especially like the planning out every chunk of your day definitely is something that I use as well. And that really helps me to kind of like stay on track and not deviate. Yeah, and I feel like time management is just a skill everyone should have, regardless. I mean, I think it just makes life easier and obviously helps if you do have any sort of mental illnesses. And Ishan, did you want to let us know about your triggers or coping mechanisms um yeah so for coping mechanisms uh this is something i uh, learned how to do in therapy where i would recognize when a thought pattern is unproductive and i would challenge this thought pattern so for example like one thing i did a lot was catastrophize so for example if there's an assignment that i'm like worried about that i'm like oh this my adhd is gonna make it really hard for me to do this i would kind of go down these like really unproductive thought patterns which made it hard for me to start working so i would think like oh if i do bad on this assignment i might fail the course then i might do really bad in school then i might drop out and it just goes down that line and it's saying okay how how realistic is this really and just challenging those patterns and yeah i i found that to be really useful it helps you keep things in perspective and as for my triggers i've i've noticed that i get a lot more depressed and i'm not currently dealing with depression but in times where i have been depressed in the past i got a lot more depressed during times of academic stress yeah so i i just try to challenge thoughts like that to reduce these triggers i can't really avoid this trigger particularly it's just it's just something i have to deal with Ishan, you mentioned therapy. So I feel like in the mental health community, there's a lot of people who have either been diagnosed with a mental illness or think that they have one, but they're like, there's this kind of like stigma around therapy where people don't want to go or they don't think it's going to help. So I was just wondering, like, how was your experience with therapy? And do you think that it helped you? Um, For me, I think it, I think it somewhat did help me. Um, I think for me, it could have helped more if I was more open with my therapist. I think that's something that, that I had trouble with. But it definitely did help me. It helped me uh, to break out of a lot of unproductive thought patterns. And I would recommend therapy for anyone who's struggling with mental illness. It can be really beneficial to because when we're dealing with a problem ourselves, we kind of get lost in the mix. Whereas having someone else there, it can help you have more productive thoughts, you know, instead of just feeling like you're going crazy. Right, yeah. It's like having that third person outside perspective where yeah when you like spend so much time in your own head it's hard to see like different perspectives right so exactly i guess we'll move on to our next question um which is did this pandemic worsen or help your mental health and how so i can start off by answering this well um i feel like overall the pandemic might have worsened it but i definitely believe that there were aspects to it which helped me uh as someone who uh struggles with anxiety i also have social anxiety so it was honestly kind of refreshing just 
being at home all the time and no one like expecting me to be at places and like I didn't feel guilty when like I would like say no to like hang out with friends or like not want to go places that said they were I feel like it definitely did worse for my mental health than like it helped it because again like not going out being like alone for like that many you know months at a time like in a lockdown obviously just puts us all in the well me personally put me like in this cycle where like as I mentioned before, where I wasn't doing anything. I was just in this never-ending cycle of, like, not wanting to, like, do school, especially when there were, like, no actual lectures to go to, just, like, online. Like, I, you couldn't get me to, like, watch an online lecture, like, for the life in me. I would not do any of that work, and it definitely made it worse because there were times where, like, I had an exam in, like, two days, and I was, like, watching, like, maybe, like, 72 hours of lectures in, like, 24 hours, which obviously not doable. That's wow, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Michelle? Yeah, so initially it worsened my mental health quite a bit because I you know, I was stuck with myself at a time when I didn't really like myself all that much and I was just I was just stuck with my own thoughts and that really sucked. And before when whenever I would feel sad, I might like hang out with someone, but I couldn't really do that as much because uh the quarantine restrictions and stuff. Uh, so that made it harder to cope too. And with the ADHD, one of the methods that I used to deal with that was I would go to the library and I would focus so that that way there wouldn't be any distractions there. I couldn't really do that during the pandemic. So I I was stuck at home where I have like all these other things that I could be doing. So that made it really hard. But I think as the pandemic went on, it helped me a lot in dealing with my depression. And I'm at a point now where I'm not really depressed. I'm feeling pretty good about myself and about life. It gave me a lot of time to think about things without really being distracted. And I was forced to think about things that I was avoiding before. So for the most part, I'd say it helped. That's really nice to hear. I mean, I've heard mixed reviews from a lot of people where they're saying uh, other people who have anxiety or depression, they said that online school, since it's a little bit easier and you can work on your own time, it really helped them, um, you know, prioritize their days and, you know, it helped. But then for someone like Nandini, who, you know, you said that you didn't really feel motivated at all to do any work. And obviously that can take a toll on your mental health as well. So it's nice to hear that, Sean, you're doing better. And hopefully, Nandini, once we move back to school, it'll get better as well. And yeah. (laughs) So this uh, leads me to our last question. If someone with depression, anxiety, ADHD, any other mental illness, um, if someone has any other mental illnesses listening to this or was listening to this right now, what is one piece of advice you would want to give them? Well, from personal experience, there's probably like so many things I'd like to tell someone for one, I would say like, if your parents are pressuring you not to get help, I would say do not listen to them, push for it. Because honestly, like, sometimes I feel like that is what you need. Because like, in my own personal case, like, I wasn't able to get like professional help from the psychiatrist who diagnosed me. But I did see a social worker by the time I was in high school. But then once I graduated, I feel like there's not really been much support that I've been like seeking out because I've kind of like over it at this point, which is probably not good. But the social worker who helped me in high school did tell me that she told me to find a hobby, something that's a release for me. And 
I did find that, which I feel like helped me. So I would probably recommend everyone to find something, something that doesn't stress them out, something that doesn't involve much thinking, something that they can just kind of do in like their free time or like kind of, you know, and I can even share my thing. I like basically like gardening. I like have a bunch of house plants and I love to garden, especially during the summer. I like to grow things. And I feel like just being out there, like like doing something as like mundane as just like picking the weeds, I feel like is honestly a pretty good release for me. I feel like that's some really good advice. Um, yeah, hobbies sure. are good break from the rest of your life. You know, like all the stress and stuff. Gardening is cool though. I'm terrible at gardening, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't have a green thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't keep anything alive at all. But I'm glad that you're having fun and you're good at it. <laughs> Yeah, my cactus, which hasn't been growing for, I'm going to say, three years, finally started growing. So that was a pretty bright moment this week. Yay! Sounds fun. And Deshaun? Yeah, so I think what helped me personally was I stopped judging myself by other people's standards. And I think that's something that people who are struggling with mental health, a lot of times will judge ourselves really harshly by other people's standards. And that's something that could be worked on. I guess just try to base your self-esteem on more personal values rather than external stuff, because that stuff is really fickle. And, you know, you might get like external validation sometimes, but you need to know how to be okay when you don't get that validation too. That would be my biggest suggestion. Yeah, that's great advice. I remember talking to you Sean earlier in the year about this and that advice honestly helps so much and honestly just loving yourself accepting yourself is first step to take I think personally in you know helping your mental health and yeah I'm glad it helped you yeah yeah just radical self-acceptance you're you know you're stuck with you you might as well learn how to like yourself yeah I like that (laughs) (laughs) that's good advice yeah I should probably take that from you (laughs) (laughs) yes i think we all can learn something from this podcast like it was really nice hearing your guys's stories and coping mechanisms i'm sure this is going to help everyone and anyone who's listening and yeah that brings us to the end of this episode of the mentorship spotlight thank you guys so much ishan and amini for being our guests and shining some light on a topic that doesn't get talked about enough but really really should um we want to wish you guys the best of luck in your future endeavors and for everyone listening if you enjoyed this make sure to check out more of our weekly episodes where we'll be talking with people across different fields at various stages of their careers you can find us on spotify and thementorshipspot.com where we publish lots of information about university and pathways once you leave thank you for listening and we'll see you next week